Hello, hello. Welcome to Random Acts of Living. I'm your host, Emilia Nordhuk. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited about the story that I have to tell you. So let's go ahead and just dig right into the meat of it. Aloha, and welcome to a special series of Random Acts of Living. This series is the story of my husband Matt's accident, and it was recorded on the four-year anniversary of that accident um, in this year, 2020. So I wanted to I wanted to create a series. There's three episodes here, and um, and I feel like they're best listened together, or just that you're aware that they go in a series. Um, and I wanted to record this story because I feel it's, it's a story about resilience in the midst of baffling, heart-wrenching trauma. And I think we're all living that right now to one degree or another. And at some point, I feel like it'll be important for us to tell these stories. So I want to be able to create that space now that there's there's a space for this, the story and for our collective trauma as we grow out of this global pandemic. I also wanted to integrate the moment of this particular, um, history of mine into my story. I think that's a really important thing to do. Um, and so not just through like my art making, in the living of my life, but just to give this story some body, to give it a voice. And finally, I want to celebrate the love that my husband and I had and held for each other. I think that was a really beautiful thing and got us through the hardest parts of this and into the part of resilient and able to to move forward and live our best lives and stay present. So, I hope that you, gentle listener, also find some joy and beauty and, and there'll be heartache, but I think like me, you'll be able to come out the other end. Yesterday was the date that the four year anniversary of Matt's accident in the well, but I want to tell the story from my perspective, not from the perspective of knowing what happened to him, but the perspective of not knowing. Because to me, that was the, <laughs> I mean, that was the trauma. Uh, I mean, of course, the trauma was after we found him and, and we knew what happened. But the whole, I think what's really important to look at when when things like this occur is that there's a whole buildup within the relationship and then when something unexpected happens like an accident there there were certain assumptions made while Matt was missing that I made because I didn't have any other information so my brain tried to like close the the loop the feedback loop in my head and all I had was the information of his previous behavior to go on so here's what happened in 2016. My husband drops me off at the airport um, in the morning on August 2nd. And I'm going to a friend's wedding. I'll be gone for five days. There's an issue of this well in the background that we discovered um, not on land that we were leasing my organization from 
um, Kamehameha schools, but nearby. It was open. It was dangerous. And we were trying to decide, we were trying to get KS to do something about it. So that's really like the last thing I say to him is like, we had, so our project was on 15 acres adjacent to this land that the well was on. And I say, oh, please just water the, you know, the bamboo that we had planted for a restoration project. We were looking towards having um, a bunch of volunteers come in three weeks later. And I said, I'll deal with the the well when I get back. You know, KS is aware of it. We'll, I'll talk to Keith, the person in charge of um, Molokai land management, yada, yada, yada. So kiss, kiss, kiss. He drops me off. I fly to Portland. I get there and I call him to tell him I'm there. So it's three, three hours ahead of Hawaii time. So it's 10 o'clock. So it should be seven o'clock there. And he's not picking up the phone. And I noticed that his Facebook page is the same that it was in the morning when I left. So now the one thing you have to understand about my husband was that he posted pictures of baby animals for the Humane Society, for the Molokai Humane Society, every single morning and evening. It was his job as a member of the board of directors. Actually, he was president. And this was just something he took on. So I saw that there were no new baby animal photographs. And I was like, hmm, I think something's wrong. But, you know, I mean, maybe he had gone to sleep or, you know, whatever. And uh, and so I wasn't terribly worried. I left a message and my friends picked me up and I, you know, went to their house and it was late and I went to bed. And the next morning I still hadn't heard from him and, and now I was concerned. And so I, I was reaching out to people on the island, like, have you heard from Matt? Have you seen him? And uh, and my friends went by our house and they were like, oh, no, no, Matt's fine. We saw his truck. And it didn't occur to me to say, well, but he dropped me off with my car. And if my car's not there, <laughs> there's a problem. Um, and the dogs weren't there. So, so that was part of what we found out later that was happening. But in this course of, of time, I, so from August 2nd, he was found on August 4th in the afternoon. Um, I went through this series of like just panic of knowing that something was wrong, but not knowing what. And because Matt had, um, Matt had an issue with drinking and a few months, like actually eight months before he had fallen off the wagon. And, um, and so I was really worried about that. I was really worried that that had happened again. And I mean, I must have left the most horrible messages on his voicemail that of course now I feel terrible about, but given that I had no real information closing that feedback loop. And this was the thing that made sense to me that he had fallen off the wagon. He was drunk somewhere. And 
and was not picking up the phone because he knew like he was embarrassed or he was drunk or whatever. But, you know, that was, that was my worst fear. I thought. So I'm talking to friends and I'm trying to like, well, I'm just going to go on and do my five day vacation because it's my friend is getting married and, um, and this is important. And so I get my hair done and I, um, make an appointment to get my nails done. And, you know, I'm hanging out with my people in Portland, Oregon. And, you know, I, I keep calling Matt and there's just like, nobody's heard, nobody's seen him. Like now it's been one day and then a two days and we're going on the third day. And I'm just like, this is just like weird. Something's happened. And, and then I start, like, I think the, the night before the second day, the second evening, I like left this really long message, like about how much I loved him. And like, um, you know, I don't know what's happening, but I, you know, really want to talk to him. And could he please call me and tell me he's okay? Because also there have been no posts on Facebook. And I'm like, Oh, this is weird. Like, really? Like Facebook is my, it's like my monitoring device, but there are no new baby animal photos on Facebook, on the Facebook page for the Molokai Humane Society. And so I'm deeply concerned. And I keep telling people, yeah, 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 you keep telling me you see his truck, but there's no new baby animal photographs on the Molokai Humane Society page. This tells me something's wrong because I know my husband. No one loved baby animal photographs more than my husband. Seriously. Baby elephants, especially. Like, if he could get a baby elephant photograph, like, on that Facebook page every day, he was like, oh my God, I just scored, like, so many likes. You won't believe. Like, I am a champion. So, I know that not having those... <laughs> You know, I see the Facebook page, there's nothing there, and I'm worried. And, and I keep telling people this, and they're just like, you're being over ridiculous. I'm like, no, I'm not. They're like, yes, you are. I'm like, no, I'm not. So it goes like this for, so August 2nd, so he was found the late afternoon of August 4th, and, in the middle of the highway outside of the property, Kamalo, and with the two dogs, um, barely conscious, bloodied and broken spine and head injury and life flighted to Honolulu. And I finally get the call and I'm getting a goddamn fucking pedicure. Like, what the fuck? So finally, I get to the point where I just am like, oh no, he's fallen off the wagon, he's drunk someplace, blah, 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 and I'm like getting a pedicure, and I get this phone call from Queen's Medical Center, and they're like, we have, we found Matt, and I'm like, oh my god, what happened? And this nurse who knows me relays the story, and I'm just like, holy crap, and she's like, hold on a second, I'm going to put him on the phone. And I'm like, honey, are you okay? And he's just like barely able to speak. He can barely say my name. He's dehydrated. He has 
traumatic brain injury. He's in pain. He's on a board. They're life flighting him to Honolulu. I have to get a plane from Portland. I'm like, everything's been canceled for me at that point. And, and I fly back. And then that's where I hear once I'm there and I'm standing in front of him and I'm just so thankful that he's alive and he's, I just can't explain to you what it's like to look at somebody who's so, I mean, he's, he was broken. And then I realized that this was like, we were both broken at that point, but you know, I was going to do everything that I could to put him back together. And he comes to a little bit and he says something to me. And I was just like, oh, how are you doing? And he looks up and he was like, I knew if I didn't bring the dogs back to you, you would kill me. And he passes out. I'm like, well, it's kind of true. I would have. <laughs> and the dogs were with him. They did save his life. They helped him get out um, on his hands and knees, and he followed them. And so it was good that he had them with him. And uh, and then that's this the beginning of the story of how we got to where we are now and separated after 23 years of marriage and living separate lives and went from completely broken to kind of broken to completely broken to maybe whole, maybe hopeful. I don't really know like what context to put that in, but I think it's important to talk about it and to tell the story because I think that we all go through things like this and maybe it's not as dramatic and dire. I hope not. Um, or maybe it's more so. And we need to like really look at it and unpack it. It's like a parachute. You can either shove everything in and then open it up and just have like a bunch of holes in it. Or you can like take it out one thing at a time and make the fabric into something that is useful to you. And I think, I think that's what Matt and I tried to do with our lives. I think we were successful somewhat, but it doesn't mean that we get to be together. But I think it means that we're useful in the world. And I, I think that's worth a lot and that's important. So that's the story that I want to tell. Thank you for joining me. And if you found this interesting or provocative or maddening, well, leave me a review and tell me about it. Drop me a line. Let me know some of your stories. And thanks again for joining me. I look forward to talking to you again. Have a great day. Be well. Stay present. Aloha. Aloha.